The summer ember days are here. Today's Ember Wednesday. Four times a year, the church gives us these mini little three-day lengths. In spring, in summer, in winter, and fall. So in the Ember days, we fast on Wednesday. We take a break on Thursday. We fast again Friday and Saturday. And the reason for our fasting is to give God thanksgiving for his divine providence, for all the food he gives us, for all the uh, corn and the soybeans grown in the field, for all the cows that are giving us butter and milk and meat, all the chickens laying eggs. We offer the fasting and thanksgiving for all of that, and, and we also beseech him for the grace to share what we have with others. And we also offer it for priests as it's as it's a common practice to ordain men to the priesthood on ember saturday today's gospel is from john 6. jesus says no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and i'll raise him up at the last day it is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught by god Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except him who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Okay, roll up your sleeves. Pius X is going to give us 20 questions today on the principal effects of the sacraments. begins by asking, what is grace? St. Pius says, grace is an inward and supernatural gift given to us without any merit of our own, but through the merits of Jesus in order to gain eternal life. Again, these answers make great material for mental prayer. How is grace distinguished? Grace is divided into sanctifying grace is also called habitual grace and actual grace. So you've got sanctifying grace from the sacraments and actual grace from prayer. What is sanctifying grace? Sanctifying grace is a supernatural gift inherent, inherent in our soul, rendering us just and adopted children of God and heirs to paradise. Sometimes we call it saving grace. How many kinds of sanctifying grace are there? Huh? How many kinds of sanctifying grace are there? He says there are two. First grace, first grace, and second grace. Hmm, what's he talking about here? What is first grace? First grace is that by means of which one passes from the state of mortal sin to the state of justice. And what is second grace? Second grace is an increase of first grace. So what he's talking about here is like the Baltimore Catechism. It says uh, there's sacraments of the living and sacraments of the dead. 
That's where he's going with that first grace, second grace stuff. First grace is from a sacrament of the dead, and second grace is from a sacrament of the living. See, St. Pius X, when he wrote this in the 1870s or whenever he wrote this, he didn't know that Catholics in the year 2022 would be super, super dumbed down. Let's continue on here. He says, what is actual grace? He says, actual grace is a supernatural gift which enlightens the mind, moves and strengthens the will in order to enable us to do good and avoid evil. Remember, sanctifying grace from sacraments, actual grace from prayer. Can we resist the grace of God? Yes, we can resist the grace of God because it does not destroy our free will. He says, without the help of the grace of God, and by our own power alone, we cannot do anything helpful to life everlasting. How is grace given to us by God? Chiefly through the sacraments. Do the sacraments give us any other kind of grace besides sanctifying grace? Yes. Besides sanctifying grace, they also confer another kind of grace called sacramental grace and that begs the next question well what is sacramental grace it's kind of like an actual grace that comes from a sacrament but listen to Pius's definition this is the best definition I've ever heard about sacramental grace he says sacramental grace consists in the right acquired in the reception of a sacrament to have at the proper time the actual graces necessary to fulfill the obligations arising from the sacrament received. That's quite the thorough definition. So for example, when you get married, you receive a right to certain actual graces at the time they're needed. Actual graces to bear with your spouse's weakness, to raise your children in the fear and love of God, that kind of stuff. That's why it's so important to live in the state of sanctifying grace, so those, all those graces are available to you. St. Pius says, Do the sacraments always confer grace on those who receive them? The sacraments always confer grace, provided they are received with the necessary dispositions. Basically, you got to be in the state of sanctifying grace. Who gave the sacraments the power of conferring grace? Jesus did. By his passion and his death, he gave to the sacraments the power of conferring grace. That's what the crucifixion is all about. Access to grace. What sacraments confer first grace? Sacraments which confer first sanctifying grace and render us friends of God are two. Baptism and penance. How are these two sacraments called on that account? These two sacraments, baptism and penance, are on that account called sacraments of the dead because they are instituted chiefly to restore to the life of grace the soul that is dead by sin. Which are the sacraments that increase grace in those who already possess it? In other words, give it second grace, as Pius calls it. Answer, all the other five. Confirmation, Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, Matrimony, 
those five sacraments give second grace, an increase of the first sanctifying grace. On this account, these five sacraments are called sacraments of the living, because those who receive them must be free from mortal sin, that is, already alive through sanctifying grace. Three more. What sin does he commit who, conscious that he is not in a state of grace, receives one of the sacraments of the living? Answer, immortal sin, a sacrilege. What sacraments are most necessary for salvation? St. Pius says the sacraments most, most necessary to salvation are two, baptism and confession. Baptism is necessary to all, and confession is necessary to all who have sinned mortally after baptism. And the final question, what is the greatest of all the sacraments? St. Pius says the greatest of all the sacraments is the Holy Eucharist, because it contains not only grace, but also Jesus Christ, the author of grace and of the sacraments.